It's Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. We're going to get to the number one thing we want to see in the first preseason game. Tip is set against the Raptors at the Spectrum Center tomorrow night. We'll give you maybe a top five list. Some of the pressing things we can't wait to see in the first time that we'll see a Hornets team in action since the beginning of the pandemic since March when really the start of the pandemic Rudy Gobert testing positive and the NBA shutting down eventually the NCAA tournament wouldn't happen that's when it all started that's the last time we saw the Hornets in action beating the Miami Heat a crazy comeback we'll get to see them tomorrow night we'll certainly recap that on monday of what's to come but we'll talk about what we want to see in the second segment also we'll get to kyrie irving's comments and maybe some of the leftovers leading into the weekend in the last segment of the day but as we always do or at least at what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. We'll go over some of the comments from player and coach availability. Nada, let's start with Terry Rozier's comment. It, it's really just us reiterating constantly how much these players enjoy LaMelo ball. And it's a great thing to see, even if you think, even if you're cynical and you think the players are just saying this because it's the right thing to say about a young player, they are going over the top with this. Terry Rogier said, I've never seen a rookie as happy as LaMelo ball. He lights up the locker room and he seems to kind of have that one play style, but also personality, more players, more veteran players, just continuing to confirm how fun LaMelo ball is to be around the play style. Again, it's infectious. People seem to enjoy playing with them. The getting hit in the face of the basketball thing is very real. I like what we're getting. I like the veterans and their comments, what they're saying about LaMelo Ball a lot leading into this first yeah, look, game. At this point, I am a lot of the excitement, a lot of the exuberance is over this third pick. And we like we've dedicated how much time to just Think, let's start thinking about this. We've dedicated so much to LaMelo, LaMelo, LaMelo we, that we have not really talked about the increases in the gains in everybody else's game. And granted, we won't figure that out till tomorrow. But the fact that the word of the day around that locker room is about LaMelo. And granted, some of these, again, a lot of these are questions that, again, people, our brethren in the media do ask. The fact that, like, he's a fr- breath of fresh air makes me really think that we are in for something special. And I really, 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 really just I'm enjoying the breath of fresh air <laughs> to all of this. Like I Yeah, and, and it brings some excitement, it brings personality. You know, it, Terry Terry Rogier is a fun guy, it seems like, but he's not gonna be crazy loud in the media. We saw him with the Boston Celtics go on that debate show, and, and we've referenced that a couple of times. But here in Charlotte He's, you know, he's been great. And I actually saw him. I don't know if they're just kind of, you know, doing an NBA on NBA TV. I don't know if you've seen it's not the B roll, but, you know, just putting different clips here and there. I saw Terry Rozier talk about how he wanted to be in the bubble. And I just can't get enough of Terry Rozier and his personality. But getting LaMelo being this exciting, having a legitimate star already. He's got to play good. He's got to play well. We understand that. But having LaMelo Ball having this type of personality, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been cool to see the veterans talk about him. Gordon Hayward had some comments, too. Um, Gordon Hayward was the only player in the bubble, and Gordon Hayward said, it's hard to explain to teammates how it feels to play without the fans at the arena. 
He said, quote, we have to bring our own energy. It gets more and more comfortable as you do it. I will say with the increased traffic looking up the Charlotte Hornets after LaMelo Ball was officially a member of the Hornets after they drafted him. I wonder if there's a team affected as much as the Charlotte Hornets without fans as far as the increase would go, right? Like we're going to see more fans. We we would see more fans watch the Lakers. You know, we'd see more fans watch all of the more popular franchise that always sell out their arenas. I wonder what the increase would have been on opening night for the Charlotte Hornets had we actually had the pandemic in check with Gordon Hayward, with LaMelo Ball. Did we miss out here in Charlotte on the biggest increase in fan attendance throughout the first month or so? And then maybe that would have continued had the team derived some success from the acquisitions that they made. I wonder if there is a team more affected um, by the pandemic with the uh, and to, to see if we would have actually gotten the biggest increase in the NBA on opening night. Yeah, what do I, you think? See, the funny thing is, I, I, I think with this town, people are cautiously optimistic with the Hornets. So if the Hornet, the Hornets wouldn't have had would have had a slight increase. But I also feel like the it, you still would have been able to park like a block away. You wouldn't have to necessarily use media parking or you would like you'd be able to still get to the games. It wouldn't have been berserk. Now, if LaMelo came and showed out in the first month, it would be impossible to go. But I don't think it would have been the biggest increase. I do think, yeah. though, that it was going to be one of those things, because I think LaMelo is that special. And I'll continue to say that I believe that LaMelo is special. LaMelo is going to bring people to the arena in twenty in 2021 for the 2021 season. I believe that. Who who competes with Charlotte as far as who got more exciting? You know, you could say that Atlanta got better with the moves that they made, and maybe that makes them more exciting. But who got as exciting as Charlotte? Because they definitely got to be a really fun basketball team this offseason. If you want to say Russell Westbrook going to Washington, but then you'd say the Wizards might be angry that they lost John Wall. You're doing the Spider-Man meme trade with the Rockets and the Wizards. Who else, Who got... Who got the, who got as, who, I can't talk, who improved as much in the excitement factor as the Charlotte Hornets did in the NBA this year? I, I don't know Brooklyn. if anybody really did. And maybe I'm Brooklyn. missing some. Yeah, they did. Brooklyn. You know, cause they get Kevin Durant and Kyrie just back. Yeah, you're right. Having Kevin Durant back is going to be huge for them. Um, I just had, I forgot about KD You're because he was out last one. year. Hornets certainly. You're not the only one. <laughs> right. Hornets, Hornets certainly up there though. Terry Rogier also said that the Hornets two main focal points for tomorrow's preseason game are playing with pace on offense and protecting the paint on defense. Two things we've talked about a lot. We'll get to some of the things that we want to see coming up in the next segment. The other thing I want to say real quick, uh, real quickly is that not I, I shook my head, I almost dropped my phone and watched my phone go to the floor in slow motion. When I read one of your tweets earlier today, it's the fact that you actually think Dunkin' Donuts is better than Krispy Kreme. Gordon Hayward brought Krispy Kreme donuts to the team and everybody was excited. And you want to drop the worst take of all time. Doug's had some bad food takes putting in Sour Patch Kids to his popcorn when there are other better candy selections to do that. 
are you really, is this one of those things that you just like being a contrarian, not a, like, I think this is one of those things where you just like being Kanata, watching the world burn. You really don't mean this because there's just no way that Dunkin' is better than Krispy Kreme. Dunkin' has more donut per, like, the thing with Krispy Kreme is Krispy Kreme is pure sugar and then you pass out from a diabetic coma. I actually like donut in my donut. I actually like the more yeasty donuts. It's why I love pepper box donuts in, uh, in South End. What, 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 what? Hmm. You like bland. You like bland donuts. I do not like bland donuts. How dare you? Again, Mr. Grape Jelly is going to shame That's me. what you like. You're, again, Mr. Grape Jelly is going to shame me on my donut choices. Oh, no, no, no. This is, again, let me tell you what's not going to go on. Oh, no. No, sir, Bob. The, 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 here's, the, here's the thing with me, Nada. You can, you can clown my love for grape jelly. At least I'm eating it out of a Krispy Kreme jelly donut instead of a Dunkin' Donut jelly donut. And that separates both of us. I think I have taken the crown as the person with the best food takes after your despicable <laughs> take on, dunk, on Dunkin' Donuts being a better donut than Krispy Kreme. We'll go to the next segment with that. First, we'll both agree that Built Go is an excellent workout gel. Absolutely. It comes in one and a half ounce packages with three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. They're flavors that Krispy Kreme would be proud of and Dunkin' Donut is trying to achieve. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. The collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better as well as it makes you feel better. It also gets you that ability to break through the mental or physical wall. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20 percent off at buildgo.com let's go we'll move on to the next segment what do we want to see most from the first preseason game from the charlotte hornets that's coming up next locked on hornets this is locked on hornets i'm not a big fan of grape jelly i kind of i'm a little insulted that you referred to me as grape jelly i'm not a fan of grape anything now i like grapes but i don't like grape flavoring i think it goes back to the robitussin that i had as a kid and i just don't like grape flavoring anyway great to be back great to be back on the show (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. It really might be the worst take you've ever uttered on this podcast, Nada. Like, I think it's it's number one. And I coaxed you into saying it, but I think it is number one. No, it's not. You couldn't couldn't think of another one. You were trying to think of another one, and then you couldn't do it. That was what that pause was. It consisted of you thinking of a worse take than Dunkin' Donuts is better than Krispy Kreme, and you couldn't think of it, and I would completely agree with that pause. The pause meant something. Um, We can move on to the first preseason game, though. Well, first, I want to talk about what's coming up later on. We're going to do a podcast on Monday. We'll recap what we got from this first preseason game and then preview what we're going to get the second preseason game against the Toronto Raptors Monday tip is set for 7 p.m. then and it's set for Saturday at 7 p.m. as well not I ask you what the number one thing is you want to see you would tell me what I want to see how well LaMelo Ball knows the offense I think of everything that we've seen and discussed again everything that's been seen and discussed I want to see what how LaMelo fits I also kind of want to see how Gordon Hayward fits as well like those are the two guys I care to see how well this fits because if we're if they're going to do this new read and react defense then most importantly you're going to have to see how everybody's going to adjust I'm not expecting perfection in this first game especially considering everybody is going to be 
it's a first day for everybody, and this is a truncated uh, season and preseason. I I kind of just want to see how well everybody fits because we know what James Brego wants to do. He's also said that he's not really going to know this team for two to three months. And as soon as we figure that out, I, I just I want to see how everybody looks. And most again, that's the first thing. Second, the second most important thing. Don't nobody get hurt. No, no hamstring pulls or anything else like that. Those are my first two things that I want to see. Lamelo is certainly number one. He's the most exciting. Gordon Hayward is going to be a guy you're really excited about. I don't even know if I would have Gordon Hayward number two, though, as far as the players I'm most excited about. I would go with PJ at the five more so. And then when we're just talking about specific lineups, I want to see what the first backcourt he toys with is. Is it... Is it Terry and Devontae still and LaMelo is not starting in the preseason game? I'm not telling you that has any bearing whatsoever as to what happens in the first regular season game. I just want to see what James Borrego wants to see first and foremost against the Toronto Raptors in a preseason game. And if you go with Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, or if you think this is the time to play the young guys, might as well put LaMelo Ball out there along with Devontae Graham. And how much P.J. Washington center time do we see in this game against Toronto? Those are a few of the things that I want to see first and foremost. And also, who becomes, is there someone that wants to become a dog, right? Like, is there somebody that looks to take over in this game? Because we saw that with Dwayne Bacon, right? Like, we saw Dwayne Bacon try to take over, and it went horribly, horribly wrong. We don't, we talked about it a lot, and yet it's still, we still did not do justice for how bad that was. And I wish the best for Dwayne Bacon. You've heard it on this podcast. I, I love what Dwayne Bacon was as far as loving basketball. I, I was really pulling for that guy, but my God, it went poorly for him when he tried to take on that kind of responsibility. Do we see a little bit of that at Miles Bridges? Do we see him try to improve his playmaking, maybe take over here and there? Do we see Devonte be more aggressive at the rim? Or I, I want to see what the trends are. Like what are, what are things that people worked on over the off season and then feel it's best to go right out of the gate and try them out in games that don't mean anything. Those are some of the things I'm most yeah, paying you know attention what? to. Something that you brought up. I, I want to see if who's improved as a shooter, because one of the biggest things that this team really didn't have was outside shooting and a lot of distance shooting. If this team can successfully go four out, five out, four and a half out, we'll see if Cody Zeller actually can hit threes this year. Stuff like that. <laughs> like I want to see what this distance shooting is going to be because if they can consistently hit threes and open up the lane for, I don't know, a LaMelo Ball or a Devontae Graham, if they can spread the floor, this becomes a really, really, really interesting offense. And you notice how we, like, at this point, Walker, we've gone about four or five minutes into what we really want to see. You notice how none of us have brought up defense? None of us. None of us. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also a I want to see. That, you know what? We, we assume that this defense is going to be bad. Like, that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right about that. I want to see the offense in effect because it's all about the pace and LaMelo and Gordon Hayward. Sure, I don't want them to go out there and look awful offensively. If you were to force me to say, what are you most excited about defensively? The things I'm paying attention to. Excited is the wrong word. Things I'll be paying attention to defensively is how much they're trying to hone in on 
keeping guys out of the paint rather than just defending it once they get there? How much are they trying to keep that ball uh, you know, out of the paint where guys may be trying to dribble, penetrate, and kick out? What's their defense look like on some rotations? But you know, defense is going to take a while to get bring up the speed. LaMelo is somebody that struggles with it. Devonte is not a great defender. Uh, you you don't have you know, Gordon Hayward and, and you know and Terry Rozier is not even a great defender. Gordon's the only one in PJ, I guess that are okay, but I, the defense, it, it might look ugly, Nada, and I'm not going to overreact to it now. I'm not saying it's going to be great, but defense, it takes a while to get it up to speed. And so it's not really anything I'm crazy paying attention to. Let's move on to the third segment uh, of Locked On Hornets. Uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Kyrie Irving, his comments, or lack thereof, um, addressing the media coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Decoys all over the place. They've got everybody down at the rim. Ball goes into biz. They do like an XFL style where the wide receiver runs to the line of scrimmage, except it's with Devontae Graham. He picks up a foul. I don't care what you say, Nate McMillan. More like Nate McVillan. Get out of here. Quit whining about the officials. You got plenty of calls. The Hornets got a call at the end of the game. I thought it was fair. Hornets win. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. As we've discussed many times, the wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here, and the Lockdown NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. That's Monday, right after the weekend. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Lockdown local experts, including us, plus waiver wire editions from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from Rejecting the Screen. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcast. Not I know you wanted to talk about Kyrie Irving. He basically has a media blackout right now. We got fined for it, $25,000. And he had this statement after getting fined. He put out, I believe on Instagram, he said, quote, I pray we utilize the fine money, he put in quotations, for the marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is presently. I am, he put in parentheses to emphasize it, I am here for peace, love, and greatness. So stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. We move different over here. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. Put a couple emojis there. So what did you make of Kyrie Irving? One, his media blackout. Two, his statement following the fine. Speaking as a NBA, like a, a VP in the NBA union, you would think that Kyrie knows where the fine money would go. That's my first. That's my first point. But it, again, and this point is something that I want to get to, which gets to a larger point for me, is I don't think he understands the ramifications of what he's trying to do. I would argue that at least with like I understand where he's coming from like I really do understand where he's coming from especially if you're going to get labeled as the disruptor and ask legitimate questions about the timing per se of just what um again just in terms of just going back to the bubble I understand asking questions I am also just like there's a lot of this that annoys me, Walker, because the thing that bugs me the most is that he doesn't seem to understand that there are ramifications. There are ramifications that generally do not hurt. If him talking does generally does not hurt the aggregate, it hurts. 
let me get this. Let me, because again, I'm rambling and I'm frustrated and I'm angry because I ignored this for the first three times, the first two times, the third time I can't ignore it anymore because this is very, very damaging because this doesn't hurt like the Woaches. This doesn't hurt the Shamses. This doesn't hurt the Brian Windhorsts of the world and the Zach Lowe's. This hurts the people who look like me who are 25, 27 years old covering their first team and want to get a quote from Kyrie because their editor says so and their editor wants a Kyrie and a KD quote on the game and he's not going to give it to them and they're not going to progress because they're feeling because the editor is going to feel like they are not good enough to get in this job that is a significant concern of mine this is like and again I'm not saying the media is blameless in this but when it comes to these kind of decisions, these kind of decisions have ramifications to the folks that, again, look like me. And I'm not, again, media is not blameless. But at some point, we have to start looking at this as, I understand what you're trying to do. You are not going to change the world because the NBA will find the crap out of you. And they will escalate it. And I'm not going to feel sorry for you. <laughs> Yeah, so here's my thing on this, man. With Kyrie Irving, all the things you said, the ramifications of Kyrie Irving, of Irving not talking to the media and it hurting people on the come up, trying to establish themselves, I think that would be true if people started to follow Kyrie Irving's footsteps. If it's just Kyrie Irving, then this isn't going to be as damaging as I think you think it is. I'm not saying that people in Brooklyn that are on the come up that want to go get a Kyrie Irving quote and are turned away are not affected by it to some degree, but also I don't know if everybody is following Kyrie Irving's footsteps in all of this. And we know what Kyrie Irving is at this point. I don't want to be one of these people that just completely shrugs off anything he says. I, I don't want to be one of these people that looks the other way and, and doesn't find any merit whatsoever, because I think we kind of learned our lesson a little bit of that about that when he talked about not going to play at the bubble. So he discussed not wanting to play in the bubble because he thought it took attention away from the Black Lives Matter movement that was emphasized because of the death of George Floyd and also with everything else that was going on. And then when you see that the Milwaukee Bucks decide that after you have another incident, Milwaukee might even boycott the bubble themselves. We were praising Milwaukee for it when Kyrie at the beginning of all of this was saying, hey, maybe this isn't the best idea. And I don't think there was a ton of malice from Kyrie Irving at that time either. So I don't want to say that whatever Kyrie says has zero merit, but we've been given a lot of instances from Kyrie that I do gloss over and roll my eyes at. The Boston Celtics, it, when when you don't get along with a ton of teammates with the Boston Celtics and they all shrug their shoulder and, and they start to roll their eyes. Now you have LeBron James coming in and talking about how he was hurt from Kyrie Irving's comment. And that was established. That's what Kyrie said. It's not anything that got misconstrued in the media. You know, LeBron himself <laughs> said you know, he wanted to read the full transcript from KD's podcast that's what you said, Kyrie. So it's not anybody that is misconstruing a ton of what he said. I'm not saying it's never happened, but Kyrie can't be blameless in all no, of this. And so, anytime, and so anytime that Kyrie tries to sound deeper than what he is and give us the flat earther theory, and then he says that was really just a joke. Well, then when you do that, 
When you tell us that it was a joke, we can't take anything you say seriously for the serious message that you want to give off. That's what's tough about all of this. I'm sympathetic towards the players a lot more. I, I view myself as someone that cares a lot about what the players think more so than what the media does because, I, or just the fans do, right? Like I, I think that they're, people disregard the feelings of players. And I hate that. Oh, he's making $40 million. You know, it, 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 who cares what he thinks? I still think you should care what they think. Just because you're making 40 mil doesn't mean that you might not have one mental health issues, suffering from depression, or just suffering from everyday life that you yourself are suffering from and think these $40 million a year guys are, are, you know, are yeah, no, I get what immune to, is. immune to. My point is that Kyrie Irving, is is someone that you got to take what he says with a grain of salt in a lot of areas. I read what he says here and I just, you know, it, it's Kyrie trying to be deeper than what it is, trying to think deeper what what it is. He's a galaxy brain type of guy. And w- with what this is, I understand your point, Nada. I, I just don't see anybody else getting fined for not speaking to the media like this. And as long as that happens, as long as he doesn't have this huge following of players that are not going to talk to the media either, then cool. The the damage is going to be limited. Yeah, I, I hope the damage is limited. I hope it's localized. I just know that these things generally come with consequences. And I just don't want to see a already to America's kind of media especially basketball media. I don't want to see that gap widened. And I think this is the unintended consequence of something like this. And I think that's where I worry. And again, I could be worrying for nothing. It wouldn't be the first time. It won't be the last time. But I do worry about this because there are, like I said, the the amount of people who look like me that have access to an NBA locker room isn't that money. And I would love to see that grow and change. But at the same time, if Kyrie does stuff like this and it catches on, there's a massive, massive, massive problem. And I don't think I don't think it is. Here's what I will say. If we want to continue on what affects young and and young journalism and people that are trying to establish some things, it's going to be COVID-19 that affects that more, because when you look at. The media that is allowed into these arenas, I'll just go with the Charlotte Hornets, for example, that actually just sent some media guidelines for who is going to be allowed to enter the arena. I I am extremely fortunate because of my position at 730 the game that we are allowed a space. So that's fantastic. And I'm really appreciative of that because of how many people don't get it. You're talking about a lot of different uh, outlets only getting one or two, right? So when you're talking about the Charlotte Observer, you're you're allowed a writer, an, a, a columnist, and a photographer. The Associated Press, I believe, is allowed one writer and one photographer, and you're 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 allowed the certain amount of people, right? No more than really two, or at most three, um, for some of the publications out there. You know, we're only allowed one at our station, and and there's you're only getting you know some of these media outlets, right? It's not going to be the person that starts a blog that really cares, that's really trying to make it in this business. They're not going to get the access and you're not getting locker room access. And I wonder how much of that change is permanent. That's my biggest question. How much of this, once COVID is starting to dwindle away and the vaccine is taken care of and everybody gets the vaccine and you start to see people fill up the venues a little bit more. So what are going to be the guidelines going forward? And I think that's the bigger area 
area of concern for what you're talking about, Nada. I don't think Kyrie Irving is going to get a lot of followers, so we'll just see how it goes. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. A lot that we got to there. Excited for the Hornets preseason game tomorrow, tip is set for 7 p.m. Thanks again to you guys for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan rejecting the screen, all of those shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. Monday.